Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Under the Fig Tree podcast with pastor and teacher George DeYoung. We know many of our listeners and supporters have questions relating to current events and the state of our ministry, and we hope to provide answers to some of those questions for you here today. Let me begin by saying thank you to all of you who've reached out, whether through email, text, a phone call, or even a note, wondering how I'm doing. How about the trips? Are they going? Even more, how are our friends in Israel? Is it impacting Jordan? Will you be going to Egypt still? Well, everything is on hold right now, and who of us hasn't heard about what happened on October 7? That horrible attack that happened on a Jewish holiday. The news media told you that it was a Jewish holiday. They didn't tell you which Jewish holiday it was. It was Simcha Torah. Simcha Torah means the joy of the Torah and is celebrated when their yearly Torah reading cycle comes to a conclusion. They've led, read that last parasha, that last section in Devrim and Deuteronomy. And with having read that, they now have the joy of reading all five books of Torah and God's word for them in their life. And this, our Jewish friends call Simcha Torah, the joy of the Torah. And I believe Hamas, fully aware of that, attacked in such a way to rob our Jewish friends of any joy at all. A very deliberate, intentional, horrific, brutal attack. It's caused me to think about our faith as we move forward. Because James admonishes us right away at the very beginning of his book to consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And this is certainly a trying time. It's interesting to me that in Judaism, uh, in Hebrew, there's a word for uh, happy and there's a word for joy. The word for joy I've already mentioned, it's simcha. But there's also a word for happy and it's asher. In fact, God has a tribe of Israelites that's name was asher, happy. What's the difference between joy and happiness? You remember in Psalm 100, it begins with, Sout for joy all to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. It doesn't say shout for happiness and come before him with happy songs. It says joyful songs. What's the difference between happy and and joy. To me, and this is a very humble and almost silly example, if you've walked with me at all, you've, you know that with my Canadian roots, one of the things I love to do, well, God will give me the strength to do it, is I like playing hockey. I'm on a men's league, and we played this past Wednesday, and we were victorious, and everybody in the locker room was quite happy. The week before, we got spanked pretty good, and we weren't so happy in the locker room. And you can tell the guys who continue to play year after year, no matter if they're in a winning season or a losing season, because they have the joy of the sport. You see, when you have the joy of the sport, you work out, you prepare, you sacrifice, you exercise, you do what it takes so that you can do that sport at your very best, at the highest level you can when you're on the field or on the court or on the rink. Then there's the people who sit in the stands. They're the ones who are happy, especially when you win. 
In fact, when you have a winning streak or a winning season or you win the championship, they're exceedingly happy. But their happiness turns to sadness once the winning stops. Once you start to lose a few, you lose a season, you haven't won the championship for decades and the stands get emptier and emptier. And because people aren't happy, some owners have to move their teams to other cities. That's the difference between happiness and joy. You see, we're to have the joy of the Lord because we just don't do Christianity when we're happy. We are Christians. We have the joy of the Lord. This may sound strange, but I believe that Jesus was joyful as he was growing up in the house of Mary and Joseph. I believe he was joyful as he went to all the synagogues of the Galilee. I think he was joyful when he shepherded and counseled and led and taught the disciples. He was joyful even on the night that he was betrayed. He wasn't very happy, but he had the joy of the Lord. You see, to have the joy of the Lord is an understanding that you simply don't bring a message. You are the message. That's what Habakkuk was talking about when he says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go to the heights. You know who else had the joy of the Lord? Read Hebrews 11, that hall of fame of faith. They were torn in two. They lived in caves. The world wasn't worthy of them. They had the joy of the Lord. Increasingly, I really think the challenge for our movement, our Christian movement, the kingdom of God is to see ourselves not so much as American or Canadian or British Christians, but to see ourselves as Christians who live in Great Britain, who live in Canada, who live in America. And the challenge for us now is not to take a side. The challenge for us now is to ask the question, what does faithfulness look like here? What does faithfulness look like now? How can I be the message? The answer to that question sometimes won't make you very happy, but the answer to that question feeds our joy. I just leave that with you. Now's the time for joyful Christians to be interceding and to be asking the question, what does faithfulness look like? We here at Under the Fig Tree are asking ourselves that question. I struggle because right now is the time when we usually write a letter, our fall campaign to raise money for our Heart of God trip, our Through the Roof trip. And right now, I don't know if those trips are going to go next year. We'll be communicating with you in one form or another. And I have a real strong feeling what we'll be asking for is funds for to support our teams in Israel, Egypt, and Jordan, because I think they're going to go through economic duress. Please continue to pray for me. Pray for our ministry. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for Israel. Pray that God's light may shine. They tend to shine best and greatest in the darkness, and these are indeed dark times. Lastly, as I think about that, pray for our Messianic Jewish friends in Israel 
and pray for our Palestinian Christian friends who are in Israel as well. They have the joy of the Lord to its fullest measure. Pray that they would be courageous. Pray that they would be brave. Pray that they would be faithful. Pray for them and all the persecuted church. Pray that these things would not rob them of their joy. Thank you for listening. Next week or soon, I will try to come up with another podcast in our series. I wanted to look at the two trees in the Garden of Eden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. But rather than dealing with that one this week and felt really a burden to share these thoughts with you. May the joy of the Lord be with you always. And for those of us who are going through those unhappy trying times, I echo James's encouragement. Count it all joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you see you don't have to bring a message. Just you being there You are such an amazing message of a great God who loves you with all his heart, all his soul, and all his strength. Shalom and thank you.